What does that mean to you? A miraculous birth, a virgin birth, a miracle happened. This virgin birth of a babe laid in a manger that became our king. Amen. The one true king, Jesus Christ. We have reason to celebrate his birth. Amen. So we come together today to celebrate his birth. We want to go before the Lord in prayer. Pray for all of our families. Yes, this is the most wonderful time of the year. Many times this season is celebrated in many different ways. But we want to celebrate Jesus. We want to celebrate our King. We want to celebrate our Lord. Our King of kings, our Lord of lords. He's so wonderful to us. Lord, we ask that you bless each and every one of these families that is here today. Bless those that are traveling during this season. We give you all the praise and glory and honor for being who you are. Oh God, there are many that say that this is the greatest time of the year and have many ways of celebrating. But we celebrate the one true King, Jesus Christ, in the house today. We worship you. We magnify you. We lift you up. We praise your holy name. Let's worship and praise Jesus together. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus.
give him a hand of praise right now. He's worthy. He's amazing. He's great. Ready to be praised. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. High five your neighbor. Tell him Merry Christmas Eve. Praise team for doing a phenomenal job today ministering in music. Amen. We've got some gifts to give to everyone, but we're going to kind of move that toward the end if that's okay. We also have a lot of envelopes up here that goes to Christmas for Christ. And uh, we want to give our best gift to Jesus Christ. So uh, if, when it's offering time, come grab one of these envelopes. And you've got 30 days to get it in if you decide you want to give. Uh, if you've got that faith as a little child, that giving faith, let your child come up here and pick whichever one they want and you give it. We've got them from a dollar to 10000 So uh, So just, just have that blind faith this morning. And this does go to uh, North America Missions, to our church planters. And uh, even even our church planters here in Georgia and Richmond Hill, uh, the church we planted here with the Warner family, uh, Christmas for Christ sponsors them, has been paying their building note for, I believe, two years now. So, uh, so it really does help a lot of these church plants all over. So uh, give your best gift to Christ. Amen. Amen. As... Uh, let, let's pray. We're just going to get started uh, just straight up this morning. Brother Munda, great to have you back from your Naval Brigade. And uh, wonderful to see you this morning. Uh, would you lead us in prayer? Lord Jesus, hallelujah. We are thankful, Lord, on this Sabbath day, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. That we come, Lord, again to worship you, Lord. This day, Lord, we know we recognize, Lord, your birth, Lord. Um, upcoming, Lord, tomorrow, Lord. But we know, Lord, that every Sunday and every day, Lord, we celebrate, Lord Jesus, you first and foremost, above all, Lord Jesus. We pray today that you would touch our pastor, Lord, speak through him, Lord, as he ministers to this congregation, Lord. Let us be joyful, Lord, in all that we do in this season, Lord, and throughout the year, let us give thanks and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Wonderful to see each and every one of you on this beautiful Christmas Eve service. I believe you've helped us break a record for our 930 service. I feel like this is the highest attendance for our 930 service. All right. We're going somewhere. Praise God. You can be seated in Jesus' name. I want to talk today on the subject of a prophetic view of the birth of Christ. A prophetic view of the birth of Christ. And if we can, we're going to have to get these little ones a seat. Uh, a prophetic view of the birth of Christ. And uh, as we celebrate the greatest holiday of the year, we celebrate Christmas with others. It's time to come together with family and friends. And as we were talking this morning, we baked dishes and uh, sweet potato casseroles. I think Brother Fowler was telling me about uh, green bean casseroles. How many eat sweets on Christmas and Christmas Eve? Not, not that it's that healthy, but we eat sweets. We give gifts. And as a family, we spend a lot of time together. 
Some will watch sports, others will watch classic movies. Many sit around the table sipping hot cocoa, while others prefer a little bit more bitter coffee. Amen. And some, like Christy Lynn, would love to just sit around sharing a Diet Coke with you today. Apple cider sounds good to some. Gingerbread men are great. Ginger snaps, wonderful. Brother Mick Gordon. Stockings, elves on the shelf, which I've already seen elves in the church today. And uh, little drummer boys drumming around. Nutcrackers cracking pecans. It's Christmas time. Some will be dreaming of beings. You really got to be older to know this. Of beings white Christmas. Albeit in Hinesville, it's simply just a dream, not happening. Baked ham, honey ham, cooked tenderloin with wonderful sides, and red velvet cake, buttery croissants, and for me, my favorite as a child was this cornflake candy. It was green, it looked like reeds, and I didn't know it was reeds, but I just liked to eat a lot of it. And uh, all, all these things, we, we celebrate, we commemorate, we remember, and we think think ultimately about Christ, ultimately about the night our dear Savior was born. Amen. And, and some know why we celebrate Christmas. And you know why we celebrate Christmas. And others are just learning and comprehending the Holy Day. Silent Night has a much deeper meaning. The Holy Day that we celebrate has been spoken of since nearly the beginning of man, then alluded by many prophetic voices many times speaking of that silent night that would be coming. That song, if I could not sing it for you, but say it. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace. Shepherds quake at the sight, glory stream from heaven afar, heavenly hosts sing, hallelujah, Christ the Savior is born. Son of God loves pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face, with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth, silent night, holy night, wondrous star, lend the light, and the angels let us sing, hallelujah to our King, Christ the Savior is born. That epic event that would change the world forever, the event that would divide time. However, I propose to you this morning that maybe the inception of Christmas wasn't on Christmas at all, but perhaps not in Bethlehem that night but it began way back in the ages, ultimately in the Garden of Eden. The logos of John 1 would be spoken into existence in Genesis 3. What would conclude in the last of the Holy Writ opened in the very first three chapters of Genesis. The Word of God literally spoken from God. Hallelujah. Adam and Eve had sinned. They'd eaten the forbidden fruit. They'd taken what God had reserved. They wanted to become as gods. They wanted to become as gods. They didn't want to submit to God's will and plan at that moment. And 
They wanted to do what enticed them and seem better than doing what was right. They ate and they were ashamed, attempting to cover themselves with fig leaves as they knew they were naked and they knew they were ashamed. After the fall of man in Eden, God knew fig leaves were not the answering for a covering. They would need a blood covering, a spotless lamb. And a prophecy would come forth in Genesis chapter 3 from God as God levies out the prophetic to each one present. He tells the serpent this one thing, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. This verse often referred to as the proto-evangelium, meaning the first proclamation of the gospel. Could we also say that perhaps it was the proto-Christmas, the first prophetic speaking of this day that would come, the first insight, the first time God would announce His plan to redeem man, the first time He would proclaim a Savior would come from the seed of a woman. As God implied Christ would be born, the seed of the woman is Jesus Christ, who would come to crush the head of the serpent and destroy His power. The heel of the seed of the woman to be understood to represent Jesus' suffering on the cross as He would be wounded by the serpent's attack, but ultimately triumph over Him. This is significant in that it establishes the future silent night that our dear Savior will be born. He would come to defeat sin and death. And it sets the stage for the entire rest of the Old Testament and New Testament. You could say from this spot in the Old Testament in Genesis 3, everything would then lead to Bethlehem. The Genesis. After that, many scriptures will proclaim, foreshadow, prophesy, predict this moment in time that we celebrate the Messiah. Hallelujah. The prophet Isaiah would proclaim it in chapter 7. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And we know that scripture later would go on to say which means God with us. And hallelujah, God with us. You don't have to be lonely humanity anymore because God is with us. God dwelt among us. He was born in Bethlehem. And Christmas, what we celebrate as Christmas is that sign. It's the hope of the Messiah. It's the hope of the Messiah. And it would not only be mentioned, not only pointed to, but it would be specifically in the scripture pinpointed to. Micah 5 verse 2. But thou, Bethlehem, thou, though thou be little among thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be the ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. Oh, out of Bethlehem he would come forth. Been from old from everlasting. How old? In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. You could phrase it like John in the Gospel in John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning. All things were made by Him. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And in Him 
was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And then we can read on down in verse 14, it says in that word that is spoke of, that logos was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God walking around in humanity's body, reconciling the world unto himself, saving earth's people from their sin. It started in Genesis. It was birthed in Bethlehem, and it was completed at Calvary. Oh, hallelujah. And we celebrate this moment. We celebrate this weekend, and we celebrate this holy day as a time that hope came to save humanity. Christ, our Savior, was born. Christ, your Savior, was born. Christ, my Savior, was born. Another song we hear singing in the background often around Christmas. Hark the herald angels sing. Hear the revelation in the words and the lyrics. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise. Join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim. Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. Hail the heaven-born prince of peace. Hail the son of righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Can we join with the angelic host and give the Lord of glory all the praise honor that he is due? Can we take a moment and just magnify him that God himself came as a babe to save us from our sins, to live a spotless life, God. You did that for us. You were born in Bethlehem. That, oh God, is where that prophetic began. That was where it was birthed. It was where you were birthed into this world. It's where Isaiah would proclaim it in 9, 6, and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And that's speaking of Jesus Christ and the birth of Christ in Bethlehem. It says, about this child the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Now notice what else his name shall be called, Counselor. And his name shall be called the Mighty God. And his name shall be called the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. A son was born, a child was given. His name would be Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. I read Spurgeon the other day, a famous pastor from more than a century ago in London, and he would say this, In the manger lay an infant who was also infinite, a feeble child who was also the creator of heaven and earth. 
Who was he? What was he? We celebrate today. We commemorate today that hope was born in Bethlehem. Hebrews 2 and 14 says it like this. For as much then as the children are the partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. It started with this babe in a manger. This infinite infant would be the one through his life and death that would ultimately destroy the power of death and the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to repeat Micah 5 and 2 from earlier. But thou, Bethlehem, thou, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old and from everlasting. I want to close with two scriptures. They're a little lengthy. I've asked Brother Parks to come read one, Brother Fowler to come read the other. I'm going to ask them to come at this time. Let's give them a hand as they go. Matthew chapter 1, verses 17 through 25. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David until the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations. And from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thy son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not, till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verses 2 through 20. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph 
went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Verse 8. And when they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, that ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass... As the angels were gone away from, from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. Verse 16. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph in the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all the things and pondered them in her heart. Verse 20. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Hope was born that day. Hope was born that day. Hallelujah. So as we fix our potato casseroles and our broccoli dishes and our soups, Brother Parks, and our uh, sweets, Sister Crutchfield, she's been baking sweets for days. The, we do that in celebration of this moment in Bethlehem, of this time that our God came to this earth, the infinite, infinite. And as beautiful as Christmas and all the things that happen on Christmas are, could we take just a few moments today and could we worship this, this child that was born, this king, this one that would be the everlasting father, the mighty God. Could we take a few moments today in church? Could we find perhaps our place at an altar and, and, and just come to him and say, Lord, I, with everything, I don't want to get caught up in the commercialism. I don't want to get caught up in all the other things. But God, ultimately, the reason that we are celebrating this holiday, this holy day, the reason that we come together, the reason that we 
come together with families is to remember you, that infinite, infinite God that was birthed into this world. God, you came to save us. You came in humanity's form to redeem us from our sins. You didn't leave us alone. You didn't let us die. None of us are invaluable, but everyone is valuable. And you did this for each and every one of us. And we come before you today and we worship you, Jesus. We worship you. Would you stand with us as they begin to sing? God, we exalt your holy name. Could you take a few moments on this Christmas Eve? Before you go off to have your fun, your people over, or going where you're going, or you're waking up on Christmas morning tomorrow, and could you take just a few moments and worship the one that this holiday is all about? You are the King, Lord. You are the King of Kings. We thank you, Jesus.
Anybody's off on anybody off on Tuesday? I mean, we've got Chris. You're off on Tuesday. We have like fifty thousand dollars worth of fireworks coming in to uh, at about eight a.m. on Tuesday morning, and we could use your help. Is there anybody that could be out there for like an hour or something? One, two, great. I'm three, four, great, five. Big anymore? I don't want to. I don't want to rob you of your blessing. Six, Brother Duval. All right. So, Nana, about 8 o'clock, right? On, on Tuesday. All right. I think it gets there a little before, but about 8 o'clock, it'd be great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, you could return to your seats for a moment. We're going to do some gifts that we want to give to each and every one of you. We have a gift for every one of you. But before, but before we give gifts, I think it's best to always, I like being a giver. How many like being a giver? And, and, and so, so before we give gifts uh, to everybody, I want to give you the opportunity to give gifts to Christ. So with that, there is envelopes up here from $1 to $10,000. Now, if you want that $10,000 one, you better hurry. And if you want the one dollar one, you might better hurry as well. And if you've got childlike faith, Brother Fowler says, just let your child go pick the biggest one and bring it back to you. And give it 30 days and you will be blessed. You will be blessed. And this just needs to be in the next 30 days under the Christmas for Christ. You can... You can give it on square, but mark the envelope that you gave it so we'll know where to put it and where to place it. All right, now, everybody's coming. They're leaving the rest for you all, whether it's a $5 or a $500. We felt you touch our lives. 
We celebrate you. We celebrate the birth of Christ, deity and humanity. God, that you came to save us, that you came to live among us, to touch us, so that we would not be alone, but with you. God, we pray over this offering today that you bless it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, I know you grabbed an envelope, step out, give. We've got two electronic transactions, and we've got uh, one giving bag here. Just step out and give. so much. Thank y'all so much for your giving. Now we want to take a moment and give some gifts to each and every one of you before you fellowship with each other, hopefully for a few minutes, and then go have uh, fun with your families and everything that you do for Christmas. Amen. So first of all, we're going to start with our life Christmas gifts, and we want you to come up here and get your gifts and uh, First, we're going to start off with our pastoral staff and our trustee board. They put a lot of time in, meetings, uh, going to retreat, planning, different things. So we're going to start off. Uh, some are not here, so we'll save those. But uh, David and Cheryl Midgordon. with them as they come up here. Next will be Ben and Monica Munden. Ben and Monica Munden. And Chris and Marlena Parks. They should do a good job last week. Great work. Tuesday. And then Steve and Joanna Ean. Joanna's not able to be here, but Steve now after they get up here, we want a good picture with them. Y'all not gonna take a picture of me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
if you're on the praise team, please come see me before you leave this morning. So have a wonderful Christmas Eve. Have a Merry Christmas tomorrow. And those that are able, Tuesday morning, a merry day after Christmas at the fireworks stand. And Dr. Parks is going to come dismiss us in prayer. Let's give him our, 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 our navel. All right. Well, first of all, we want to definitely make sure Pastor don't go anywhere as of yet. We have, um, we have um, Pastor, yep. Pastor the First Lady, uh, just something real quick that um, uh, that we that um, that we want to recognize our pastor definitely and give him a gift. Uh, in Romans 13, the word talks, the word speaks on every soul being subject to higher powers, for there is no power but of God. So God has put Pastor and the First Lady as shepherds over this local assembly, and it tells us. To, that they are here to help us along in our walk with the Lord. To guide us, to direct us, to walk as an example, and to give us good counsel. But there are also bulwarks to evil. So therefore, pastor, being the man of God that he is, is a bulwark to evil. Meaning that we should have a reverent fear as we do of God but also a reverent fear of disappointing our pastor, our brothers and sisters around us, and to be conscious anything that we do, we must do um, in righteousness and in good deed in Jesus' name. But also we must know that we are subject to them as they are the ones that God has put here over us as watchers to help us in our walk. But pastor, we want to give thanks and we want to give honor because as the word continues, it says give honor where honor is due. And unfortunately, we live in a world where they don't like to give honor unless somebody earns an honor. But pastor has not only earned, but the Lord has put him here as the lead shepherd. And we definitely have to give him honor. Let's uh, stand and give God a hand clap of praise. about an hour or so to hammer everything out to get everything unloaded 
and then probably about another hour starting to get everything set up, all right? So we'll be meeting right here at the Walmart parking lot, be in prayer that we, um, that um, everyone is safe during these holidays as they travel. I know I have much family sitting at my house that's still recovering as, as we are. Uh, <laughs> I need a vacation after my vacation. And definitely remember, this week, pass the word, spread the word. There's no midweek service this week. All right, so everybody say that. No midweek service this week. All right. And uh, we do have some of our events that will still be going on. Our prayer conference call on Wednesday. On Thursday, we have our hyphen um, who will be working out at the fireworks stand at 630. And then we have um, Saturday prayer. But um, let us close out in prayer. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Lord, for the blessings, Lord, of your mighty hand, Lord Jesus. And today, Lord, as we celebrate in this season, Lord, as we should celebrate through the whole 365, Lord, that you, Lord, hallelujah, came down, Lord, to give us hope, to give us opportunity, to give us eternal life. We thank you, we praise you, and we ask, Lord, that your protective hand would be over us, your watchful eye, Lord, as we travel, as we have fun and enjoy ourselves with friends and family, Lord, and we give thanks and honor in Jesus' name, and the congregation said, amen. amen. God bless, go with God, give an elbow bump or shake hands with your brothers and sisters, and be blessed as you go on your way. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.